so they role model you and they really feel inspired to really yeah inspired in a different, different way, way not just for animal flow anymore no for the person you are yeah right, and so. and i like that and i'm like wow okay now they're going to go and teach the clients the same way teach others the same way that's like huge it's a domino effect on Absolutely. its own so now i'm like all right I don't have to I don't have to be that person to change the world. Right. <laughs> Through these small workshops Beautiful. that is happening and I don't know that is success. That's a great answer honestly. I think you you said it very well. It's about impacting a small group of people who go on to do more. Yeah and you and don't even need the credit for it. Right. You don't have to take the credit for it. It's happening. Hey guys, welcome to the Rare Earth Podcast. My name is Manoj, an engineer by qualification, a banker by profession, and a podcaster by passion. My goal is to really bring people who have actually charted the unconventional path, explore their learnings, and share that with you. So I'm super excited to have you join me on the show. And now let's get the show started. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Rare Earth Podcast where my job is to really bring people who have charted the unconventional path. In this episode, I have Shweta Devraj. Who is she? She is a vascular radiologist by qualification, a certified animal flow master instructor, co-founder of Sweaty Ninjas and a passionate fitness enthusiast. In this episode, we really go deep dive not only in the world of fitness but actually in the world of Shweta herself. we really get to know her mindsets her work ethic what really keeps her going and we touch upon very interesting aspects of the fitness world like the things the fitness industry doesn't want you to know the importance of doing proper research before you choose a trainer why setting goals staying motivated and not burning out is really important factors related to sleep movement and why spending time uh, with nature or in nature makes a difference in taking care of yourself and she also speaks about anxiety and how she personally deals with that so this was a, a very wide ranging conversation a fun conversation with shweta i really had a blast getting a glimpse into her world and i'm sure you will too by the end of this episode so without any further delay let's kick start this episode with the one and only shweta devraj Shweta welcome to the show. I'm so delighted to have you on the Rare Earth podcast. I think we, this has been like a, a one year wait I feel. Yeah, I know I've been waiting for this ever since Dave did it and I'm like why am I not no. on it yet? And then I know you messaged so I was yeah. I've been waiting for it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been great. I've been following your work and Dave's work. In fact, I stumbled uh, upon your Instagram page after actually I discovered Ninja Dave. Yeah. And uh, as I was reading his material and exploring that, then I stumbled into uh, Sweaty Ninjas. And I think you guys are doing something really incredible and in the space of fitness. You're one of the most sought after fitness influencers oh. in the country. <laughs> and uh, we'll kick start with the first important question which is we are right now in your house <laughs> and <laughs> you gave me the time slot at 6 in the morning <laughs> so are you generally a early riser all your life or this is something you adopted fairly recently firstly thank you for all those nice things that you said <laughs> we're just trying to be better every day i don't know if we've hit that or all that you said but getting there hopefully one day about early riser yeah I, i i've been an athlete all my life 
from an early age it's always been early mornings mm. so i don't know if i became this person or if i was that person but now that i know too much about the human body <laughs> i think this is me otherwise i wouldn't have been able to thrive on it always an early morning person makes me happy i go to bed early so what time do you wake up generally what's your default 4:45 Nice. Okay. Four forty-five, but I beat the alarm. <laughs> Sometimes four fifteen. So you never let the snooze button to be exercised. Oh no, I use it. I abuse it. <laughs> but I know I wake up. So obviously I beat the alarm, and I see what time it is, and then I know I still have half an hour to go. But yeah, it's actually good to just lie down there and not wait for the alarm or anything right. like that. But just like you don't want to be woken up with the shock of the alarm. You want to just go easy on knowing yeah. that you're in control. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And yes, for sure. I would have chosen 5 a.m. <laughs> Then I thought I'll make it a little easy for you. Thank you for your consideration. So, and you, what time you wind up generally? Like you, you are early to bed too, right? So. Yeah. If you want to wake up early, I think. Right. And then, like I just, I was just speaking to you about sleep. It's very important. Right. I think people underestimate it a lot. There's so much more to it. We'll talk. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna talk about sleep. So uh, it's important for me to get seven hours. Mm. Seven to eight hours sometimes, mm. Mm. but if if there's any time crunch, then yes, definitely has to be six hours. So I go to bed early nine ish. Nine ish, nine. Nine ish. <laughs> if I can, definitely before that. Wow. Okay. So the trick is just from the living room, go to uh, the bedroom at least by eight thirty. Then you will. fall asleep by now <laughs> i will at least it's like preparing the body yeah yes yeah. Nice. beat anywhere as <laughs> oh beat anywhere beat anywhere so even if i'm in my friend's house <laughs> it's wind down <laughs> yeah i pass out i plan i only go to places where i know i can pass out interesting interesting yeah the good i think it's it's a rare sight to see people prioritize sleep and uh, i think we we're so subjected to stimulants in terms of digital distractions so we have our phones on our hands and even when we want to really wind down we are just instagram scrolling or doing some stuff and that can just actually spill over to 1 to 2 hours yeah. in the night yeah 100% that's something that i haven't been fully able to cut in bed because my work is online right, and right. Uh, i wake up with work i go to bed with work which is something that i know i will modify right right now is not the time for it I mean, but still you you are ahead of the rest of the crowd you go early to bed that itself is a big deal so awesome <laughs> trying uh, so i was when i was doing some research on you you are a radiologist qualification wise and uh, what are you doing in the fitness space so and if people were to ask you what do you do what is your standard answer to these things oh vascular radiologist or sonologist by education i studied pre med in the us and then i went into vascular sonography in florida when i came to india i think in 2012 there was no such thing as vascular radiology or sonologist position radiologists they're they're just called radiologists right. they do everything in it vascular sonography is a specialty what does that mean in simple terms basically you're uh, scanning uh, blood vessels everywhere in the body echocardiograph that is only the heart and then here vascular is so vast it's everywhere blood vessels are everywhere in the body right. so you're scanning people's liver arms legs all the internal yeah the mm. uh, in the brain in the neck where else kidney everywhere so it's vast and everyone comes under 
vas vascular because cancer patients, pregnant women, diabetics, uh, people with blood pressure, anything. Just mm. anybody can have these blood flow related diseases. So they all come to vascular department. So that I thought was interesting. And like I said, there was no such thing. So that they had to create a post for me. Okay. So I was the first one. I, hopefully not the last one. I don't know if anyone is there, but you know, usually they send everyone to radiology department. So here I was doing in the, only one in the vascular department <laughs> at Jane Hospital. Okay. And I worked with Dr. Kiyar Suresh in their vascular surgery department. And that was very interesting. So when I was working as a vascular radiologist or sonologist, I used to work out at a gym called mm. Nama CrossFit. I've been an athlete all my life. I've done a lot of tennis coaching in New York. And uh, fitness has always been a big part of my life. And every time I visited India, I would go to Gold's Gym in Mysore, all these other gyms, and I'd see <coughs> the... Um, quality of training was not there. Mm. Since I was exposed to some really good training outside India, I knew what was the best. Mm. And when I came here, I knew a lot more than a lot of trainers. Mm. That's what I felt like. So I was like, I thought there was a lack in that area. And every year I came back, it was getting better and better. Everything mm. comes to India a little later. <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to be a part of that, that mm. growing group and uh, see how else I could help people in the field where I'm passionate about. Mm. Not be, I don't know, not look at it as a career or anything like that. And then at the gym, they're friends. So they asked, do you want to like do like part-time? I was already doing nine to five right, right. at the gym. So uh, do you want to do part-time? I'm like, yeah, why not? What do you do before nine o'clock and after five p.m.? So much time. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's how I started like doing part-time. So that's when nine to five, you were in the hospital and then you decided to commit. Yeah, it became nine to four after that. <laughs> so also I'm a very lucky person. You... Uh, I don't know. I'll talk to you. I have a thing about this. I'll okay. tell you about it a little later, maybe. But I, the reason why I said I'm a very lucky person is because my boss is very cool, or was very was, cool yeah. at the hospital. He was very encouraging in a way that I was running, I was doing marathons, I was working as a part-time gym trainer. He encouraged me for everything as long as I did all my work. Mm, there's no impact to the work. Yeah. yeah. And then the other side of it is, I'm I'm really good at multitasking. Mm. That's one of the traits of my body type or my personality type. So if he said, make, make sure you, as long as you do like for 20 people or if everyone's finished, I'm scanning people, right? People in, in India, the culture is so different. Mm. In the US, you have to take an appointment. Once you go there, how many people are going to be here or not, all that stuff. Here, you don't know. People come from like 2,000 kilometers away and they just show up right. and you can't, and they don't have money mm. sometimes. So you can't say no, take an appointment tomorrow and come. <laughs> It's unpredictable. Mm. And then sometimes surgeries uh, happen and then you have to be there. All of that stuff, unpredictable work. I always think that, okay, if you really want something, you'll make it happen. Mm. I made sure everything was done by 3 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> you were the overachiever there. Yeah, everything was done by 3 o'clock. 3.30, I'm out of there. So no one can ask me anything like, okay, you didn't do this, mm. you didn't do that. Mm. So I didn't let anyone question what I did. That way was lucky. So I could do two jobs before nine o'clock gym, after wow. four <laughs> gym, 
either training others or training myself so so my question is why didn't you pursue your radiologist career as i believe you have let go of that right now e- i like feels bad to say if, if your parents they aspire that you become a doctor or something like that or you are a doctor but that title and practicing how was that aspect of you coming to terms with this is the line of work that i really want to commit to back then back in 2018 if somebody asked me would you quit the job at the hospital um did you not like it is that why people ask me now like did you not like it no the answer is i would have said and i have i would never quit this job like i loved it i was a sports athlete here in india and i took arts and i know everyone in india knows if you take arts you can't go into medical field but again i've gotten lucky <laughs> at every stage or maybe i've attracted it i believe in law of attraction a lot So from a little kid I always wanted to be a doctor I wanted to be in the hospital forget doctor or any of those titles I really wanted to be in that hospital scene but obviously tennis happened I was a tennis player so my parents are like choose tennis or medicine okay uh, then I'm like you know what at the time of course I really was doing well in tennis so I took arts Okay so you took arts so that you can focus on tennis. Yeah exactly. Okay, okay, okay. And then once I went to the US I, was, I went as a business major. Mm. I didn't know I could have chosen any major I wanted. But then after my first uh, semester freshman uh, year I found out you can change your major from anything to anything. What a blessing <laughs> that is. Totally. It, it was incredible for me to find out. immediately switched it to biology pre medicine blah blah um, now i'm studying exactly what i wanted to study i'm still playing all that stuff happened so that way i've been like very lucky and then got into medical field you asked me what yeah like how come you let go of mm. you know, that and you so know so it was a very passionate thing that i chose so i would not quit that job i loved it i loved being in the hospital just the whole thing but back in 2018 dev and i decided to we were already doing online training mm. Mm, i started online training in 2017 by myself and then uh, dev came on board how how did you happen to meet dev <laughs> instagram and then we were in the same industry then I just got to know him we we were thinking the same things mm. all of that stuff and suddenly one day he said i had done like quite a bit of online training before he came on mm. board probably almost for a year so it was a hospital gym yeah that is three profession right yeah <laughs> yeah but because you know what happened when i started training people at the gym the group sessions were happening in the morning and in the evening and then i would come back home like what do people do after 7 o'clock <laughs> there's still so much time <laughs> you see the trend there right. so i'm like all right and then people uh, power of social media people were asking me on uh, instagram can you train me online can you train me online like oh, okay i don't know about this online training but then i knew in the us online training was getting really popular so i'm like why don't i try so i was training a lot of people for free mm. and then okay charging a little bit of money a little bit of money and all of that stuff so that's how it started so at one point i had three jobs and <laughs> and then dev came on board we started sweaty ninjas and then yeah we decided we were going to travel for two or three years explore learn teach see the world mm. get more experience if not now when right so that is when that calling came uh, okay can i still work at the hospital would i want to do this i i just went to the hospital and i told my boss who's so awesome 
was my boss. <laughs> See, I haven't let go yet that I want to take a break for three years. <laughs> <laughs> very, a very unique, unusual request to, I'm sure he must have never heard that before. <laughs> oh, well, he, he predicted it. I've, I've thrown a lot of those at him. So he was like, he, I don't think he was surprised. But yeah, it was like three years. This is, I don't know, you, you're going to come back. So yeah, so that's how it happened. If it wasn't for traveling, I wouldn't have quit my hospital job. Even now, I still think of going back. Nice, okay. Don't know if that will happen though. I just, just thought. So you, in your Insta bio, you have emphasized, you, are, you, you have a very strong affinity towards Mysore. Yes. Like, like you call yourself the Mysore girl. Like you can never take the Mysore thing from your heart. So what's the story about that? Why you feel so strongly about Mysore? So I was born in Mysore, though after I was born, we went everywhere, just all these places. And why is that? Your dad was in some kind of a... Yeah, yeah. My dad, at the time, my dad was district social welfare officer and then he worked as a deputy commissioner and he retired as a joint commissioner in Bangalore, BBMP. Mm. So he his job was like just moving around, transfers all the time, every couple of years once. So that's why. But... My dad also studied in Mysore. His postgrad, undergrad, everything was in Mysore. And so we had uh, quite a lot of uh, relatives in Mysore. And somehow my, my parents always said we are going to settle down in Mysore. So I think uh, seventh standard, we moved to Mysore. And he, he was working there. So we moved there. After that, we've not moved. But that's where my tennis started. Okay. Mm, I was 13. No, I actually started when I was 11 in Tumkur. But my important part of that tennis stage started because I, I got very serious about it. I started competing. And one of my coaches who's had uh, a big impact, I could have been his daughter. I, I can still be his daughter. <laughs> That's how much he's influenced me in every single way. He's one of the best coaches in India. His name is Nagraj. He has a tennis center, Nagraj Tennis Center. Mm. And he was a big part of my life. So I, it's, that started there. And then whole tennis, playing tournaments, traveling, everything was there. And so I grew up there, basically. Right. And I know there's so much nature there. These traits come out as you are a kid itself. You know what where you belong, mm -hmm. to be honest. So there's so much nature there. And I love nature. I don't like cities. I don't like concrete buildings. Even when I travel to like very small cities. And Mysore is a very small city. Mm. People are humble. Mm. Everything is simple. And there's nothing like it. Like even when I travel or when I'm stressed out, whatever it is, I have to just go back to Mysore. Mm. And then like a couple of days, I'm good. I can do anything right. after that for a few more days again. It's, <laughs> it's connecting back to the roots you feel suddenly. Yeah, right? so, yeah. yeah so... I'm always going to be that Mysore girl. The, the, the simplicity that people have there, it has a lot to do uh, for me. And I think Mysore has that vibe of a lot of calmness, right? Like you don't feel you are rushed when you're in that place. <laughs> yeah, it's a retirement <laughs> town. <laughs> totally. And just backtracking your story there. So the decision to get into tennis was yours or it was your dad's decision? How did that happen? No, as you heard me say about my dad, it's I have family full of IAS and KS. <laughs> so I was the next person in the family uh, to do all one of these things, either IAS or KS. How everyone wants you to become a doctor, engineer. In my family, it was like IAS or KS. <laughs> so it was that, like from the mm. get-go. That was a vision casted to you. Like. Yeah, and, and I guess people s saw me as I don't know doing well in everything that you do. not that I was doing well in studies 
and or anything like that but oh, like Shweta, an ach- achiever of sorts yeah okay she'll do this for sure mm. i think we, we have one of those kids in every family right. there are quite a few of us in the family <laughs> only we have a huge one like cousins and stuff mm. but yes yeah, so, okay i is okay is i'm like tennis <laughs> i once bought a guitar no i wanted to go to a guitar class and my dad's now just study and play tennis at the time i had already started tennis okay. anyway, so, so, it was your dad's decision to put you in tennis then. no it then? wasn't one of my friends wanted a partner in tumkur to hit balls with <laughs> and she's okay i was into sports so naturally she came and told me you'd be good at tennis why don't you just start playing tennis okay. and like, i don't think my parents are going to be okay with it just come i'll give you the racket i started going to play and and i didn't have a racket and i went and asked my parents and they didn't discourage me but I, they were like they weren't they they didn't know because i was doing a lot of things mm. I, even as a kid i'm just everywhere <laughs> bouncing around drawing singing dancing playing like different sports all kinds of sports in school and they're like why can't you just study <laughs> <laughs> sign me up for everything you know like yeah. except the academics i was studying too you were okay yeah, yeah okay. i was studying i was studying i was really good at academics as well but they just want me wanted me to study so that i can do i is okay is one day not be distracted but yeah so i asked for a tennis racket i wasn't uh, it wasn't positive so i'm like all right i'm just going to play uh, with my friend and her racket and then one day my dad came to pick me up or mm. drop me off or something and one of the tennis uncles and uh, he spoke to him and uh, he said your daughter is really good mm. uh, you should buy a racket <laughs> you should come and watch one day so i think that's when they allowed me to get a racket and then after the, once the racket came it was no stopping <laughs> yeah one thing after the other great yeah i think it's interesting how subtle that comment was from your friend and and then it completely changed the course of your life right yeah yeah, yeah 100% tennis has a big role i I've, i've seen that you have this a child like spirit in you you know where <laughs> there is a whole dedicated highlight in your insta where it's called pranks so <laughs> so i'm curious yeah. uh, how how do you cultivate that you know like people who say no no you're grown up behave like an adult behave a grown up so you still have that like the fun aspect in you so tell me a little more about that oh so yeah my parents wanted to kick me out during the pandemic yeah i don't think anyone should lose that side the child in you mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like obviously <laughs> famous quotes i love playing pranks and if i'm playing uh, any prank at anyone that means i really like them but yeah that's one of the things that keeps me alive like that playfulness right And Could you tell uh, about that specific thing that you did with your with most of your family folks? So you had I this. did a lot of them. I did so many of them. Yeah. I just couldn't videotape all of them. Oh, okay. I saw the one with the snake skin. Whatever I found <laughs> outside. So during the pandemic I used to clean the house also like right. outside the house that was my department as my mom said because there was no maid. And uh, I would find so many things and I would just <laughs> take it and see how people react. and obviously during the lockdown everybody is not so there's nothing to do and that kept the spirit up whoever came if somebody came the neighbors or whatever it was just fun and yeah i found a snake skin and i would just keep it in their hands and see how they react we had somebody staying with us who helped mom and i just loved doing everything to her <laughs> it was just fun it was just fun to see everybody's reaction but my favorite was definitely the egg 
ईस्टर एग सो चॉकलेट आई टुक फुल ऑन एग एंड आई कोडेड इट विथ लाइक चॉकलेट एंड आई मेड आई फ्रोज दैम आई मेड आई नो एट ऑफ दैम एंड एट द टाइम देर वॉज अ फिजियो कमिंग टू ट्रीट माई सिस्टर टू द हाउस एंड सो एवरी वन हु केम होम आई गेव दैम दैट एग एंड इट वॉज जस्ट फनी टू सी इट इफ आई से इट It you is know, not. Yeah, yeah. It's not as well. You have to watch it. Obviously, I, it's there on my Insta page, but it's just funny. Yeah, I think listeners must definitely go check out Insta page, Insta handle, and that's where <laughs> you'll see these things in visual format. The real spirit. Yeah. Coming back to your journey. So in 2016, you had three jobs. You were then you went on to pursue your personal uh, coaching and full time training and all that. I want you to share with us for every coach when they have their first ever personal client or your personal coaching client. It's a very like a, it's a, it's a moment i feel maybe because uh, somebody shows faith in you and really signs you up and says i want you to personally coach me do you remember your first ever client or so this was organic or i'm so used to coaching like from... i'm talking about a paid gig somebody who's paying you for a one on one coaching something you can remember or was there something yeah 100% but right now when you tell me that now i'm feeling that aha moment <laughs> <laughs> to be honest like, oh my god yeah yeah he's right <laughs> but i was coaching i was doing tennis coaching mm. that one on one thing had already happened uh, you you were doing tennis coaching or you were in the us okay. every summer you take up that tennis coaching job at a country club okay okay so there were a lot of one on ones there so even and and it was paid too but i didn't realize at the time no like, big deal ah, then no big deal yeah <laughs> but because i did tennis right all all my life but when i came here and i did the part time gym trainer phase my first client clients were like shivani namita all of these people yeah it was very special because i didn't i never saw myself as a trainer like right i thought i was <laughs> going to be in the hospital so it was actually very special and it was nice i felt like that was actually the first time i felt like i'm really helping people to get help yeah hmm. later is when i realized what i was doing was more disease care or sick care what in do you mean hospital okay in the hospital okay yeah in okay. the hospital it was right. more of disease care and or sick care you're taking care of people who are already sick right and right. what was my purpose yes i'm helping people but i'm not really preventing anything mm-hmm. there mm. you are helping people who are already sick and then you are telling them here i'm spreading the knowledge that i already know and i'm making them fitter and healthier and giving them information how they can continue staying mm. like that so that was that moment and uh, that was a nice moment for me and i enjoyed it right. i really enjoyed seeing the changes in their bodies and their minds and the mentality the mindset mm-hmm. so that was a lot of fun and i've trained some really Uh, amazing people like athletes or who were athletes and wanted to like okay. find themselves back again mm-hmm. you know all of that stuff or women who wanted to find strength most people who came to me uh, were like okay they've seen me doing some things and they wanted to be like that mm. they trusted me to make them that way right. that was very nice when i could actually find out or like when we saw the transition So yeah all these things were happening and it it was very nice for me in the beginning even now yeah yeah but yeah, and like, so when you migrated from being in the hospital to training and all that did it compensate you 
to replace your salary then or was it a phase where you had to deal with uh, uh, a low period uh, from hospital to you know the fitness so this is one of the questions i get from a lot of people who want to switch their careers yeah. it's a very important question mm. also because most people think there is a shortcut i don't know how because i never thought there was a shortcut <laughs> when did you quit did you just quit or i was like no i worked for a year and a half mm. Uh, before i completely quit my job i wouldn't have and mm-hmm. uh, you know if it wasn't for traveling, traveling. but anyway uh, that's why i had three jobs i'm like okay i don't <laughs> know this will feed me because initially it was all for passion it's mm. still that's why i call i am a vascular radiologist by education fitness trainer by passion mm. it's still a passion for me which uh, luckily makes me uh, some money so when i first started doing the gym training it, it was not for money at all like i really just wanted to be uh, there training people so i didn't even care like how much money i got and stuff and then the online training started mm. all of these things were happen and of course i saw a big scope for online training then slowly grew like i said dev came on board we were doing uh, bigger things we were taking on more people the company was bigger we formed a company i couldn't believe we formed a company <laughs> sweaty ninjas and then when i had to by the time i made my decision to quit this was like one round table uh, meeting with my parents also oh, okay, because yeah. i had to t- tell them <laughs> it's I'm important quitting, thing. i'm quitting the hospital job and i'm going to go travel <laughs> and the first thing and i knew what was coming the first thing they were like I could ask us for money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My parents just didn't want me to depend on them. That's all. Right. <laughs> didn't matter what you I do. You do your did. thing. If yeah. I was on the streets also fine. Don't ask us for money. <laughs> so, I knew what was coming. I had the numbers ready. Everything was good. So, I took a while. By then, the uh, online training had grown a lot. Mm. We were training. We had already trained like 400 people. Wow. Yeah, wow. so 300 foreign people and and it was it has that exponential so i already knew i would be okay even right. if i quit the job and the hospital job also here it's interesting it it doesn't really pay you as much as um, you get paid in the us and stuff so probably which is why i started doing like <laughs> multiple jobs like all right i need to make some money but yeah so i was okay already i made sure i was right. financially okay right. i'm not saying comfortable i'm like okay i can yeah there was manage. a backup in place right Th- there's a backup that financially i don't have to struggle yeah. so till then i didn't quit my hospital mm. job so my advice to everyone who's like thinking of changing their career or whatever it's not like you have to Uh, do only one thing we have multiple interests humans are made for multitasking we some of us really thrive on that it's not like you do one thing that you're good at we can be good at so many things absolutely that's why i keep yeah. saying i wouldn't have quit my hospital job i was ready to do the hospital the uh, the whole deal online person training everything so if you are going to quit that job that you took up that you didn't make sure you get well established absolutely in the other one first because you can multitask right i think this is a, this is sound advice uh, because a lot of people when they feel very high yeah. with a certain side hustle yeah. uh, they're doing something they feel oh like this is it man i can make it happen but 
are you financially really strong to survive maybe two months, three months lean periods mm. uh, is something that they have to really, you know, question. So in your case, you really figured, you took time, you really built a yeah. proper backup, yeah. not, not something which was luxury, you could survive in case there was a downtime. So Yeah, exactly. That's very important. Right. It becomes a little messy, I think. And then Absolutely. you don't know, you're not sure about things anymore. And then always think about how to grow in that hmm. Uh, feel that you're going to switch to. How, how do you spot talent or you meet students who are worthy of your time and attention? So what attributes or qualities that you actually notice in that this person is really serious? Yeah, hard work. Because that's how I... So <laughs> I'm the firstborn. I have a okay. younger sister. Okay. Talent. She's talent. Pure talent. I'm only hard work. <laughs> Very little talent. But I feel like Talent can only take you to a certain level. Mm. And after that, everyone needs to put that hard uh, work and effort in. And that can take them anywhere. Mm. So all my life, I've known hard work. And that's what I've been taught also by my mom. Hard work pays off. Like mm. you work hard for it, you'll get it. Mm. If you're a good person, you'll get it. <laughs> Always be good. These are the things that still rings in my head. So yeah, I, I see the same. At the time... I've like trained many people, but like whenever I've taken up the project, their project, mm. I look at, I don't look at what, where they are at that moment. I just see how they are, how much effort they put in. After that, you can do so much with that mm. effort they put in mm. and, and the heart to do it, to want it, the desire, even motivating can have from the outside. Mm. Sometimes even if they're not motivated, sometimes you can give that energy to people. This is something that I've noticed also your energy can rub off on others but if they have that hard work and the zeal to or the desire to want it mm. that's what i try to see mm -hmm. and yeah after that it's so a lot of times you must have seen these projects come to you <laughs> <laughs> and uh, show a lot of promise in the beginning and, and what advice or how they follow your advice in terms of the commitment to hard work is where you start noticing is it worth this guy's gonna go long yeah. or not yeah 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 okay and yeah, there are phases. Some people do really well in the beginning right. and they phase off right, or whatever. Right. That has happened. That's natural. Right. And it's okay. You also learn from that. Mm -hmm. So it's good. <laughs> what is something that an outsider would never know about your industry? That there's a... Again, there's no shortcut. Mm. <laughs> and that there is hierarchy. Oh, I mm. think that's everywhere. Okay. Like those are like hard realizations. That it's easy. That's it's easy. Okay. okay. Can you explain that? So from an outside, it seems, oh, this is something I can do. Well, how do what do you look, what do you, what do you feel like when you look at? I feel it's uh, at least, that's a good question you asked me back. The projection that we get from most of these influencer and fitness community is, hey, life is fun. It is so cool. It's, it's all happening. It's always positive. Oh, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And because the things that you show to the world is what we get to see. Correct. Right. So we get only that one narrative of, hey, life is fantastic. We are having a ball. Our clients are awesome. Weight loss is happening. Transformations are happening. So for us, wow, this is great life. So it's so cool to be in that industry is what at least we get to feel. Mm. So what is the inside story which people don't get to see? Right? It is so. amazing to hear everything that you said. I'm so happy I asked <laughs> that question back. Because yes, this is one of the common questions like people see us traveling and doing things and they think life is it's not <laughs> all mm. that there's so much struggle every everywhere there's struggle here also there's struggle right so many people struggling stress all of that stuff is there but 
I think it's more positive than uh, mm. all the other fields. For sure, exercising, working out, eating healthy, taking care of yourself it, it is all so positive. Yes, that's why I think we want to project it that way or we put out only the positive side because you don't want to put out negative things. And, and it's not about your industry putting positive. It's like everybody does that. Nobody comes to instance and says, my life sucks. So, yeah. That, yeah. so it's not generalizing that industry, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but when you see, like, when people saw us traveling mm. and doing all the fun stuff, I think uh, they just thought we just started doing that right from the get-go. But there was, again, like I said, I took a year and a half. I had three jobs. Mm. I was competing. Here's another small story. So when I was working, when I started doing group sessions and then hospital and then group sessions in the evening and online training, people were asking for personal training. Mm. And I was like, and I used to, because I'm, I'm always going to be an athlete, I'm always going to compete. So I was competing, so I had to train myself as well. So 6.30, the early morning sessions start. So now I'm going to have to train myself. I'm a morning person, so I don't know how evenings are going to go, if I'm going to be able to work out or not. So I used to go at 4.30 uh, or 5 o'clock to train myself mm. and then do the group sessions at the gym. So when people start asking, I was uh, feeling bad to say no all the time. No, I don't have time. So mm. I was like, you want to come at five o'clock? <laughs> we can me. train. Right. And just to see if they're going to come or not, two girls were ready to come and they would show up at five o'clock. So now what is my choice? <laughs> Go at four o'clock and train myself, right? right. Three o'clock, I'm up every day. I did that for almost a year, I think. Wow. Yeah. And obviously, I need my sleep as well. So there was no social life. <laughs> so I'm not saying this is a struggle. No, but it was, it was a phase where yeah. you had to really pay the price. That's yeah. what you're trying to say. Yeah. And then remember I said about like effort and hard work. Mm. And these girls were showing me that effort and hard work. Like the, they're there every day at five o'clock. And I'm like, wow, if they can do it. I can do it. Mm. So I would go and train myself and all of these things. This, this was happening uh, for a while. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying this is a struggle, but you have to put in that effort. You have to be patient for these things and see how they're going to pay off all of that stuff. So we did that for a long time. And then we started traveling. Even when you're traveling, it's not like we're just traveling. We have online training. Right. So we're working a right. lot. Online training or having your own company is a lot of work. So that's there. It's not all exciting all the time. Exciting in a different way. I know. I think that definitely throws uh, some light because thanks for, you know, clarifying that. And it really gives the inside scoop of that is hard work. It's not <laughs> as rosy as it seems like. So, yeah. yeah. We have an like an insane amount of online data now, be it fitness influencers or health gurus. Can I go back to one more point? Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Because it's, I think it's very important. Sure about the when people from the outside they see us that we're always fit we mm. always have six packs mm -hmm. we are always <laughs> like you know on top of our game no mm. very few people are walking talking six packs <laughs> all year round <laughs> thank you for saying this i think a lot of people are going to be off their guilt i think yeah no that's why yeah. i said this is going to be because that's I know that's how people think of uh, us in the fitness industry also. No, oh my God. In a month, 15 days, I'm, I will not have any abs. <laughs> I will have like flabby <laughs> stomach. Right. And I don't shy away from you know, putting my videos at any stage of m my mm. life. So when I put that up, people mess me, hey, what happened to the abs? <laughs> 
I'm like, really? You think it's in my backyard <laughs> that I can just like paste it on me and just come and do my videos or whatever? No, it's not right. It, it's right as in we don't, we're not always fit. I fluctuate all the time, especially women trainers. Our bodies change all the time. I fluctuate all the time. It's just that I know how to get back on track mm. when I go off track. Uh, that is a such a brilliant um, point that you brought in because yeah. yeah we would always think because we we see you guys as role models we think okay this is like all the time 365 days yeah. so that's and you're right. always on top of your game and it's okay so yeah we're not always walking talking six <laughs> thank you apps. thank you for sharing that <laughs> yeah so i was asking you about like currently we have insane amount of online data be it the fitness influencers be it the health gurus so how does actually one differentiate and identify who whom to trust, right? Like how do you really navigate these waters when there is so much data out there? It's a very good question. I think, do you research well the kind of... Right now, There's a, everybody has access to stuff on internet and hmm. social media and all of that stuff. And everyone's putting it out there. So just do your research before you choose your coach. So what attributes would you look for in, in a coach? Like, you know, everybody can give gyan, but what will you actually, what are the red flags you must avoid when you... Firstly, you have to walk the talk and you have to look the part. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. For me, if I go to a hospital and if my doctor tells me don't smoke and if I see him smoking outside, I'm not going to go back. Obviously. But as a trainer, yeah, you have to be in shape. I'm really sorry. You have to be in shape. I'm not saying six packs, bulging biceps, but you have to be in a decent shape. So look the part. Like how in, in any profession, you can't go in shorts to a lot mm. of professions, right? So you have to look the part. Uh, secondly, walk the talk. If you are advising somebody, you better be doing that as well. Mm. Like every single thing that I tell my clients, I have experimented mm. on myself. Every single thing, even if it doesn't apply to me or my body type, yeah. I'll try it because I want to know. There's this guy, Drew Manning. He's a trainer. He has a he has an amazing podcast as well. And he goes through these transformations, 40 days. He puts on tons of weight. And then he wants to know how the clients who are overweight <laughs> feel. And then he'll try to cut it off and mm. all of that stuff. And I used to think, he's nuts. Like, why is he doing that? He doesn't need to do it. But I know why. He It... it when you actually try these things on your on yourself, part of it, how it feels like, mm. what they go through also. Then you can relate to them when you're coaching. They're like, okay, you know what? I understand. Empathy is very important when you're training anybody. So right. it's it, that is important and it's just like trying it on yourself. But the question? <laughs> yeah. So what are the red flags or what are the attributes you would look for, you know, in a coach or a... So yeah, doing things, knowing how it feels like to put your clients through is important. And so see if your coach understands. Lastly, I think for me, I have to, I look for, in my mentor, mm. I, I, I like certain things. Like I like heavy lifting, CrossFit training, power workouts. Mm. And I want to see if somebody who I'm going to train with knows about all these things mm. or not. And if they are doing it or not, they're practicing or not. And that is very attractive for me. I'm attracted to that kind of training and I will approach them. So whatever they're... So I guess that's how people approach me as well. Mm. Like when they see certain things, they're like, okay, I want, I want to do the things that she's doing or he's doing. So... Do your research after you get to know, okay, these are the, these three things. Right. This person likes doing what I'm doing. It's like going to a tattoo artist. Okay. 
<laughs> I know it's totally off, no no that's fine but yeah. like I have many tattoos right. and this is my experience with tattoos right. like I you can't go to a random tattoo artist they have to like your style as well mm. if that's not their style the tattoo that's going to be on your body is going to be different it's not going to be the way you like it right so again there also you have to do your research if this person actually likes is he an expert first in that style right is he uh, does he actually like doing that mm. because otherwise it's not the task he's just working on you and doing yeah, something exactly. yeah exactly i've had some bad tattoos like that <laughs> so similarly a trainer they have to yeah like it So yeah I I like to see these three things right and then do your research about them the content they're putting mm. out how much yes everybody can give gyan just google it and paste right. it also but it, it shows it shows yeah and After. i think also the number of people who are impacted by them also is a good testimony to yeah right, yeah, yeah yeah these days like i said everything is out there look for testimonies and online training people are always like posting client testimonials mm. all of that stuff it it the kind of stuff they're saying uh, about the trainers is going to come out so yeah just doing a little bit of research taking time and you know what it's okay even if you just jump into it figure it out figure right. it out if it's if it's working for you or not right. but yeah doing these kind of research helps okay so now i'll be shifting gears and we're going to ask some core questions related to health and fitness and then we'll come back to you we want to know more about you so what seems to be the number one reason for you know fitness and healthy like people who really want to get fit and healthy they are not able to sustain that we see a lot of motivation on you know jan 1st and then we see a complete dip after maybe 10 days or one week or maybe they are day 3 who knows yeah. okay <laughs> so what seems to be the main reason that it is not sustainable doing things that are extreme hmm. giving up things that you don't really have to i feel like people when they go away from their roots it's hard for everyone to sustain that or not hmm. easing into things but whether it's working out or nutrition can you give an example what do you mean by that so for example if you're working out week 1 just going really hard but that you can you know somewhat like sustain sometimes nutrition just from day one giving up everything mm. that's not going to work you have to ease into things give up if you can give up one thing like maybe you want to give up sweets mm. do it like 3 days start with that two days give up three days so mm. easing into these things will really help and i think that's why people or you want to give up alcohol okay if you're drinking i don't know twice a week just do it once a week in the beginning mm. or keep it to once a week it's okay life is about moderation you right. you don't have to give up everything knowing how to modify things and then building that confidence to somewhat say no at certain time in the week and then having things in moderation also helps i think that feeling for people to just the fact that they have to give up everything is what makes them not sustain it okay because they they're trying to perfect everything from day one so which is like a like a very high bar right maybe yeah absolutely so easing into things will really help okay otherwise it's going to be shit show these are few myths which we get to hear so i want you to bust those myths girls must avoid lifting weights no girls must lift weights according to what they, whatever their experiences are level is and all of that stuff but weight training is really good for women to get stronger functionally fit bone density all of that stuff and weight training actually helps you to burn more calories 
than just cardio mm. i'm not saying more than cardio or anything like that but a combination helps uh, every woman in so many different ways we post this all the time on sweaty ninjas as well right. if i start talking about <laughs> it i'll not stop so yeah okay second one uh, do not start too young so like they say don't start working out too young so what is an appropriate age Uh, for somebody to start working out i th- i don't think there's uh, any anything like that no such thing don't start young but i think for kids sports is the best mm-hmm. thing and then let them figure it out because you can't force kids into going to a gym mm. you shouldn't be <laughs> just be out in the nature any sports will allow you to do that not any but there are some indoor sports as well but uh, sports is so much more than just sports it's about discipline effort uh, dedication learning to deal with other people around you mm. like good mentors what you learn from like different coaches or oh, i've been very lucky that way i've had so many mentors in my life it's been an amazing journey for me so like that i see kids should be allowed to do whatever they want pick sports and then allow them to just do later on their own wonderful okay we see some people who are obese who are inactive and uh, most of the time let's say majority of their lifetime they have been obese and inactive let's say is there a possibility that they can transform their health and fitness yeah 100% anyone can change or reverse things it's just that easing into it mm. will really help going to that Ev- point yeah okay. because everyone if you look at the end goal from day one it's going to be hard so take one day at a time start very easy and also whoever's training <laughs> them should probably help them with that as well so yeah anybody can but just take one step at a time go easy in the beginning it can can start anywhere okay i think that message got reemphasized that's that's really important point what are the few best ways to recover people who do a lot of workout or or people who are also stretching their corporate life also quite a bit you know they're like working 12 15 hours what is the best way to recover for them and the people who are in the workout space sleep is very important like i told you in the beginning i think people underestimate sleep a lot another example is having your coffee late in the during the day or later in the day in mm. the evening night replace it with something else because if you can still fall asleep but you don't go through the sleep cycle and that's very important one of the stages in in the sleep cycle is all about recovery a lot of things happen mm. mentally and physically and if you have stimulants in your body you're not going to be able to do that which is why people wake up groggy and not so uh, fresh anymore sleep is very important prioritizing sleep mm. and the foods that you eat even if you're not active every single day the food that you eat can nourish you or break you and be very mindful about what goes into your system and these days there's so much around us it's mm. very tempting mm. and the food uh, industry doesn't really help the health industry doesn't really help with that kind of stuff so you have to take responsibility for these things what are some examples of uh, food that are uh, good for recovery anything that is not processed mm. you know what i mean <laughs> it is eat your home food whole grains whole foods home food oils the kind of oils you use is very important here i feel like sugar <laughs> i shouldn't say that okay sugar and oils refined oils mm. are the worst things for you two of the two culprits that i have to point out but if i have to pick oil or sugar i will pick sugar any day okay 
not any day but <laughs> that particular day <laughs> but you know why because at least sugar uh, it stays in your muscles and and when you work out you use glycogen that's stored in your muscles muscle fibers and you burn it off oh you are you saying any day you would pick sugar to be consumed as compared to oil that's what you were saying if there is A oily between, stuff yeah. and sugar okay. these are the only choices i have If if I go oh, somewhere, oh you will pick sugar. Okay, yeah, I will yeah. pick sugar. Okay, I thought you were planning to eliminate sugar. Is what you were telling? No, okay. no, okay, no. Okay, okay. No, I will pick sugar. Understood. Sugary okay. stuff. <laughs> over. Okay. Over fried stuff because, like I said, I I can burn it off when I work out. That can be used mm-hmm. as energy. Understood. Okay. But oils, these bad refined oils, they go straight to your cells. And I'm somebody who really I'm a cellular geek. Like I, I it's all I found out in through the stages of my life that everything begins. Of course, everybody knows this. Everything begins in your cells. Mm. And if you actually take care of your body, thinking about that cellular mechanism, your mitochondrial health, you can fix a lot of things. So the oils damage you from the cellular level, mm. and that is not good. It takes longer to repair. that damage than sugar mm. so i would pick sugar any day just look at these kind of things like avoid processed foods avoid even if you're eating outside pick something that's not fried that's not sugary there are tons of options it's just that we don't look <laughs> yeah right. we don't look i i i went to a mall yesterday and i went to the food court mm. and i'm vegetarian now i i used to be plant based but now i'm vegetarian i do eat dairy once in a while and my friend who who eats everything he said you would die here if you were still plant based i said no i saw tofu right because when you are eating everything he's a healthy eater too right but you don't look right when right. i was a meat eater i never knew vegetables <laughs> but now i know so much right, more right? right so yeah so you got to look around even yeah. if you're outside just make those choices avoid processed food refined oils refined sugar mm. you'll find your choices and whole foods great examples for recovery okay so you yeah. said sleep is number 1 though sleep is number 1 followed by the food choices you make yeah yeah okay all right now let's understand you a little more do you get anxious and what triggers you all the time <laughs> all the time <laughs> I'm anxious all the time. I do have like anxiety issues too, <laughs> like on a serious <laughs> level. <laughs> what what causes you anxiousness? Work. Like I told you in the beginning, I wake up with work and I go to bed with work, which is something that I'm trying to deal with or deal better with. My partner Devrat, he's very good at that. So if, if we are out somewhere, my part of my brain is still working. and part of my brain is there mm. it's never fully there <laughs> though people around me will never feel that but you're processing these things yeah, yeah, yeah. multitasking that's <laughs> just in me so i'm always working i'm working right now yeah that causes a lot of stress and sometimes that becomes anxiety how do i deal with it i go for a run that is why if you if people see me my stories and stuff every day i'm running it's probably not for fitness or to get better at running there are two three days it's like my way of meditating mm. it's you know de-stressing what i mean to say is how do i deal with anxiety or ang- being anxious or stressed it's movement it's movement. working out early morning time me time right. so that's a, that's one way to deal with mm. for me what activity instantly calms you running <laughs> <laughs> i know like i said it's most for most people it's like an activity to 
but for me it's just a lot more than running like i listen to podcasts most of the time it's podcasts because i have no time other than <laughs> running time to listen to podcasts right but otherwise sometimes music it's very calming that calms me down movement just any movement walking sometimes right, right. being in But nature i find the same with me too i generally most of the days go for a like a one hour walk for me walking is very meditative just walking and it it has to be something which is with nature so just being in the open and like that body movement really calms you down by the time i finish the walk and come back i feel a different level of calmness yeah so i totally agree with you on that yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's what i mean like when i say running it doesn't have to be running right, just right. going for a walk moving forward ambulation that's one scientific <laughs> term i use and people laugh at it my friends mention like i'm doing forward ambulation it has a lot to trigger some of the things that happens in your brain and your body okay and i talk about it on my page all the time if you want deep science but nature just connecting with nature these days we're so disconnected as humans we have work around us all the time we have machines we have buildings all uh, around us and busy people around us right. and we take that energy from them so disconnect from all of that and just going into nature connecting within yourself and with trees and birds and something green can do wonders again True. this is also underestimated just like sleep <laughs> True totally yeah Have you ever disliked something and then changed your mind? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some examples. Like something that you you disliked in the beginning and now you seem to have a liking for it. A lot of food, I think. <laughs> so another thing I've been told is when I was a kid if something is good for you it's not going to taste Mm. Or if something doesn't no yeah something is healthy right yeah yeah something healthy yeah. is will not you'll not be happy with it yeah so that again from my tennis coach uh, that happened and I've somehow made myself okay anything that's healthy is not going to taste good but it's good for you just have it but later on I find out it's I actually really like it coffee for example <laughs> I was never a coffee person <laughs> right now I love I wake up to have coffee wow I saw uh, you doing that there is a whole meditative yeah the whole process of making coffee itself is something you know which, which people look forward to do you feel that like yeah, when yeah. you're making the coffee itself cooking, cooking. for me okay. is therapeutic uh, I cook bake so much no but you, you never used to like that before No, Now you liking I, it? No, I I like it. I don't know. I I can't uh, think of anything that I didn't like. I know there are many like that, but people maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We will not name names. <laughs> I'll not name names, but yeah, people all the time. Sometimes I don't like them. <laughs> no, so you really probably like can take the names of people whom you like now, so that you know, they feel acknowledged. You know, oh, I never liked me. Now you like me. So. <laughs> oh God. Okay, this is interesting. So I wanted to ask you this: What's a question you wish people asked you? part of my brain will think about this when we move to the next question <laughs> and then i'll come back and answer okay we'll be back yeah okay so you said you listen to podcasts so i wanted to ask what are the podcasts you generally listen to or, or do you read books what has actually shaped your thinking and what influences you i'm curious to know podcasts so i can't read <laughs> okay so that is sorted okay you no know, i want to i wish i could i can't read because i don't i think i'm like borderline I have borderline ADD. I I did when I was studying. I could not function like you know. But damn it, you were you were a radiologist. You figured out to study and make it to. That's impressive. That was because in the US we could record lectures. Ah. So I would sit in front of the lecturer or my professor, and I would record the entire lecture. 
and go to the library replay get, it replay yeah. it and make notes wonderful there's okay. no way i can <laughs> listen so even now when we attend meetings this is not going to be good after 2 3 minutes i'm not there right i'm not there so <laughs> like he knows all my f- close friends know it i'm i'm like sometimes i put it up in the stories about the attention and there's a butterfly and i'm just looking at it i lit that literally happens <laughs> i am not there so in the meetings he listens to everything and then we come back and i ask him like okay, what are the main points that right. i need to know? so i have no attention again that's good thing or and bad thing my multitasking ability is a good thing that's also the bad thing because my brain is just going everywhere going back to podcast yeah podcast i can't read that's what i was getting right. to i have tons of books <laughs> i love them so i refer to them here and there like when all, required yeah yeah, yeah when mm. required and stuff and i love collecting books mm. uh, <laughs> you got you got to have a decent library also one day hoping that i'll sit and read right podcast have been a blessing mm. okay during the lockdown is when it started because i was like I, there's no way i'm going to read <laughs> <laughs> so what else is out there let's see what are these podcasts and i think that's when podcasts picked up a lot yeah at least maybe india had a lot of uh, visibility podcast has been there for ages but then yeah people had no choice then they started exploring and what else can they do while they're doing the household chores so yeah yeah, yeah. so now i listen to a lot of podcasts mm what are your go to podcasts oh my god andrew huberman oh yeah i yeah. love him a uh, lot of sciencey stuff he does his research well yeah. and uh, he's he says very good, yeah. whatever it is he says it like that's how i am i do a lot of research i i, I have come from that background as right. well because i had to write research papers in my masters and all of that stuff so i know what it takes to look up research and what's a good research uh, journal articles and stuff like that but I've understood that is not the only thing you should believe. Mm. You take up because there's going to be research from for one side and for the other side also there's going to be research. Right. There's it's equally be, compelling cases, exactly. right? Both sides, yeah. So you take all the information and then you make it your own. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to experiment these things and see uh, how, how what's working. Yeah, yeah, what's working. And what may work for me may not work for the other person. Absolutely, yeah. So I always so he puts the information out there and then he tells you directly that okay whether it's going to work or not this is how much research has been there but there's also an opposite one but you do your own mm. you you see it for yourself so that's something that i really like he puts the signs out there mm. and then i really like mindy uh, pels dr mindy pels okay. she's all about fasting women's health and hormones for women a lot more women centric everything so all my podcasts are about biohacking why not honest. yeah sure sure i love biohacking i love functional medicine coming from somebody who's been on the other side so i follow a lot of these doctors who are from functional medicine and mm. biohackers cuz i want to see what's there what's out there yeah what's cutting edge and it's it really picks my curiosity how people are finding these things and i don't want to be that person in india or where things come 10 years later i want to catch up <laughs> before that so ben greenfield ben greenfield yes oh he actually is like a serious experimenter he, he's done that full on full on from light therapy stuff. to everything, everything. Like, yeah and uh, so again not everything that he'll do or uh, say is something that i follow right. or, or but it's good information right, puts okay. the information out there and i really like that and um peter atia uh, i good. yeah a lot of 
athletes and science right. these kind of stuff i was listening to him on the uh, on, on the recent thing he was doing with the blood restriction flow mm. so where he says you can actually tie up these bands yeah. and take lighter weights and induce the same kind of muscle yeah. growth i had not heard that previously flossing so, or just yeah. yeah there's a term to it also but wudu flossing so you, you tie the it's like t- tie the resistance bands and then you you restrict the blood and then you work out you actually do better right, or right, your right. recovery is better once mm. you release the bands your recovery right, is better right, right. because all the blood goes there and just blah blah but yeah it's very interesting right. these things i think also huberman talks about these kind of things and then even ben talks about it right and sometimes i try it <laughs> and palmar cooling is something that i've really found what very is that? interesting that is so when you do so they did a bunch of research taking athletes mm. and you cool your palm mm. you do you take athletes and just say pick a movement and see how many reps you can do that's your okay. baseline okay. your max reps i think one of the athletes did uh, dips okay and he did a certain number of dips and then they in between reps and sets you cool your palms oh. with like ice or whatever you okay. cool it for whenever you're resting and they saw improved performance yeah improved performance every single uh, set and then as they come back for different sessions they've just gotten better interesting oh yeah. never Yuguman heard of that okay podcast uh, on that yeah so these kind of things i hear <laughs> it and then i come and i try it and it does it has helped <laughs> i don't know if i'll include it in every session right. but when i see it i'm like this is cool i've seen uh, devrat get into a tub full of ice uh, trying the wim hof method mm. <laughs> so, yeah yeah cold therapy right uh, cold immersion is, right. is all really good or cold showers i mm. do my cold showers in the you morning you do cold showers yeah. okay okay i've just reason i'm not a cold <laughs> weather person at all but anything for recovery anything to see how my body is going to get better one of my goals is to see how how to get fitter every year mm. and i have gotten fitter every year aging doesn't mean that you have, you're not you shouldn't be able to do certain things mm. i really believe that as we get older we get better and better so anything to <laughs> help with that i'll do so i've recently gone into cold showers in the mornings okay. not in the evenings okay but yeah so and how how are you finding it in the beginning it was obviously hard a few seconds i'm like i'm done with it <laughs> and uh, now i can just stay there for a minute or two there are different things i'll do sometimes stay in cold shower for two two minutes and, and then, then shift yeah shift just not shift just stay out not oh, in the water dryer, oh, not, okay. no no just just stop the water and just let myself shiver so there are different things one is cold adaptation you stay in the water and see how long you can stay of course this wim hof method for breath work and stuff and the other one is it improves your metabolism okay it can help you to burn more fat oh you can't let yourself or you can't control the shivers the more you shiver the more you burn really <laughs> yeah yeah wow. so also there's studies that fidgety people can burn their metabolism is high they can burn more calories <laughs> okay so the more you shiver <laughs> it's funny I, i know i think it it gives some kind of a assurance for all the fidgety people oh, so i am on the process of fat loss <laughs> yeah exactly have you seen people who are like fidgety they're moving their pens or they're moving their legs sometimes all right. of that stuff their metabolism is really high really okay yeah, didn't know exactly. that okay yeah so the more you fidget the more you'll burn so don't <laughs> stop fidgeting <laughs> but yeah so if you don't let yourself don't control the shivers 
then you actually burn more fat. So I, I let myself shiver and then I get back in the water again, blah, blah, different things to try. Nice, so, nice. I think so. Th- those are interesting points from podcasts that we were talking about. Yeah, Any standout uh, documentaries or movies that you have loved? Yeah, so the whole reason I became or quit meat is after watching Cowspiracy, What the Health, all these documentaries, I don't know, four or five years ago, I think okay. that had an, a very big impact. I had tried to quit meat before that, but it wasn't possible. I come from a huge meat-eating family and I know how it is for people who eat meat and or dairy mm. and if they try to quit, it's hard. Mm. And that's one of, part of your childhood, your culture, all of that stuff. Food is emotion, mm. right, for most of us. So it was hard. But then when I watched these documentaries, my close friend, <laughs> my childhood friend made me watch it and I'm very thankful to him for that. Yeah, it, it just made me realize a lot of things mm. so uh, after that I, I just went cold turkey which was not the good, best thing to do to be honest I should have eased into it <laughs> <laughs> see how everything is right. connected right. all this everything I do is like, obviously yeah. personal but so I, I just went cold turkey after that and which was not a good thing to do initially it was great it worked well. I felt very good. But then also, I'm, I'm prone to injuries. So mm. that brought some of my injuries back. So what I should have done is just, I should have taken a year or two to completely stop. Okay. Because all my life I've eaten meat. Right. Suddenly discontinuing that. Five, di- five times a day. I didn't know what vegetables. Wow. But then uh, doing so, I don't think it really was good in the long run. Mm-hmm. So the injuries came back and then I had to fix a lot of things. But yeah, those had a lot of impact, uh, impact okay. on me. All right. So this is a question I was very curious about. What's your favorite story about your grandparents? So my uh, my mom is a ninth kid. By the time I knew anything, my grandparents were really old. But I've heard stories how my uh, mom's dad was the head of the village. So both my parents are from villages. Mm. Which part, which, of, which part of... One from uh, near... And uh, my dad's from Mandya. Okay. Another village uh, in Mandya called Kambadali. Mm. And they only told us stories. Obviously, I haven't um, seen them much. Although my grandmom is still there. My, my dad's side. It's, it's interesting. So my granddad was the head of the village and how he dealt with things. How my grandmom... They both didn't study... Mm really long time ago they didn't go to school but they wanted all their kids to study and how they pushed each one of them to study and what they used to do like chase chase them if they have skipped or bunk classes and stuff and that i used to hear a lot Mm. but what i heard uh, a lot more was hard work (laughs) it was all the time about hard work how much they worked hard to get where they are where my uncles are because of what our grandparents did and my, from my dad's side my granddad was not there so it was three three of my grandmoms as in he didn't marry three women but <laughs> <laughs> my grandmom had two other sisters yeah. so my dad was brought up by very Brave. strong women hmm. who didn't have like a male backup though they were a strong presence or, and things so my grandmom all three of them they're very strong ladies. It mm. is very inspiring to see that. So I'm definitely like my grandmom, mm. who, who's still there. And uh, she lives with uh, my parents. And she's so strong. She's 87, I think. And she's very strong. She goes up and down. And I think I'm like her. So, so the hard work is in the DNA. <laughs> yeah, it's in the DNA for sure. 
and it's all connected okay what does success mean to you would you consider yourself as successful i don't think i'll consider successful at any stage of my life the but what's your definition of success when you think of the word success what comes to your mind when i make a difference in people's lives hmm. which i which you are doing <laughs> thank you which is which i used to think that if i have an impact on the whole world mm-hmm. that is success that changed that changed over a period of time how come it changed what triggered that shift in understanding so whether i changed the entire world or 10 people's lives the satisfaction that feeling was the same mm. whether i have 600 followers or 1 million followers the feeling is the same because it really matters how many people are being impacted by what you do and how you live so i fe- figured that feeling mm. is what makes it better and i don't have to personally change the entire world mm-hmm. like uh, for example in our online training when we start training a client the entire family is yeah. healthier they're all eating healthy and they come back and tell us we, we all eat the same and my husband lost more weight <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. and uh, i also got healthier the entire family the children are eating well they're also moving with us they're so inspired my in-laws are doing the same thing and they're also healthier blah blah so it's a domino effect right. so that's something that i noticed in the beginning with online training and i felt very good i was like guys do this to your friends it doesn't have to come from us whatever knowledge because the whole online training is about educating them mm-hmm. that's how you can change the world right, also right because you can't just keep on training mm-hmm. them without giving them all the information and have them come back all the time the only way you can change them or make them healthier is by educating people so we do that we don't expect people to come back to us all the time so that they're independent also it's sustainable mm. right on their own when i saw that happening it was like a domino effect then when i started doing animal flow workshops mm. these are people who educate others mm. they're trainers they're trainers so when you're doing trainers. the train the trainer for kind of a program yeah, yeah and and the animal flow workshops really make me feel very good because i'm not just teaching them about animal flow or the movements or movement training it's the way we are teaching it's the way we are or i am as a human being which has come from other amazing humans like mike fitch who's the creator of animal flow and karen co-founder and all the other mi's all over the world there are 22 of us mm. and they're amazing humans they're so down to earth they're all alphas in their own categories or fields but then they have they're not an ounce of ego and they're so humble and and down to earth and when you see that because remember i said in the beginning there's hierarchy in this field and i was shocked by that when i first entered you can't find in any field actually you can't find 5 6 alphas in one room and not throw their weight mm. around mm-hmm. i don't like that which is why i don't like to go to any of these gatherings though i have my set of friends who are amazing and i just only stick to that in the same field or whatever but but when i saw and there's a rat race everywhere but when i saw all these master instructors from animal flow we meet them once in a while it is so amazing right it's, uh, it's a different vibe they, yeah right? they've no ego about what they do and they just want to make everyone better and 
when you learn from amazing humans like that you obviously go to the workshop and you want to be like that i'm not just teaching about animal flow or the movement i'm also i think what we are shows and at the end of each workshop there's a transformation small transformation in each and every person whether they're trainers or they're there to just learn mm. they the best uh, compliment i get is that how they like me being humble about things mm. which i learned from others and that's how they want to be when they go out yeah so they role model you and they really feel inspired to really yeah inspired in a different, different way, way not just for animal flow anymore no for the person you are yeah right, and so. and i like that and i'm like wow okay now they're going to go and teach the clients the same way teach others the same way that's like huge it's a domino effect on Absolutely. its own so now i'm like all right i don't have to i don't have to be that person to change the world right <laughs> through these small workshops Beautiful. that is happening and i don't know that is success that's a great answer honestly i think you you said it very well it's about impacting a small group of people who go on to do more yeah and you and don't even need the credit for it right. you don't have to take the credit for it it's happening yeah. I had bookmarked the question before so I'm coming back to that. So you have been featured in so many publication uh, you have been in Insta lives and so many live workshops uh, so many uh, different forums and I'm sure there is a series of commonly asked questions but sometimes you may wonder if somebody asked me this question that'll be interesting is there a question or something that you want to speak about but nobody has asked you Yeah actually there are a couple of things I think I've thought about this okay I, I wish people asked me this it's mostly to do with health and wellness what do i eat mm. all these things people ask all the time i can't like i think everyone's asked me i need more time okay this, i'm going to follow this up on round 2 or some day so <laughs> or like i think can sit in silence no problem okay so we are in the last segment of the podcast and i really appreciate uh, you know you being very transparent and authentic like you you didn't have any hesitation telling hey you know what we don't have six pack abs all the time or hey i have my own anxiety issues so i really appreciate your honesty about those things oh thank you okay so our first question in the rapid fire uh, wow there's a rapid fire <laughs> <laughs> no need to give rapid answers but you can just like we keep it like a fast pace so cool. uh, what is something new happening in your la- uh, life right now new i i try to learn musical instruments oh what is what is the instrument you're learning now it's over there it hasn't been successful it's called the zenzula this one yeah oh okay yeah not so successful is there something you can produce a sound close to the mic i Let's can see. produce sound <laughs> that's <nice. Basic. laughs> that's good but there's also hang drum which i've been trying to explore and that's gotten better nice okay yeah. in which subject were you best at school biology always okay i'm always. not surprised i'm not surprised okay you're doing things with the body so yeah Uh, if you could live anywhere in the world where would that be oh my god of course mysore <laughs> <laughs> but you know i know that's expected but what's a uh, second option kotao i'm going to do it one day one day i'm going to have a house there or part of my life i'll spend there and then part of my life will have to be in india for sure kotao is in thailand it's a very small island it's about 6 kilometers from one corner to the other i've spent so much time there i i used to live there back in 2016 for almost a year mm. uh, and then i came back to india yeah okay what's the first thing you notice about someone when you meet them confidence besides like physical uh, no it could be anything yeah so confidence counts yeah the way they talk 
um, how they come across as yeah, okay across. the vibes what's your favorite show to binge money heist is something that i really enjoyed enjoyed okay cool <laughs> have you ever stolen anything no i was thinking like you know <laughs> <laughs> not objects <laughs> it could be anything i steal uh, a lot from dev oh okay so dev if you're listening <laughs> time for a payback <laughs> oh he 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 knows too <laughs> okay if you had to teach one subject uh, what are you teaching uh, about hormones to uh, women and menstrual cycle okay good point i think this could be a, a podcast in itself yeah and uh, going back to your question i wish people ask me more about oh, the hormones oh see found out see found out yeah, in the menstrual cycle and hormones okay it's a very under discussed topic i guess people yeah. he- are very hesitant to even voice it out or ask and also women think that they can do everything like how men do mm-hmm. that actually can be a podcast on its own <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll bookmark that mm. <laughs> Do you prefer working remotely or in in person in some spaces? I I like to do every, I'm a lone wolf. I know I come across as a social butterfly. I am partly, but uh, like if I'm working out, I don't like to be around people. One or two people is okay. If I'm working also, I like to sit in cafes by myself, but oh. I like seeing people. So I know I don't know it's a very weird Yeah so thing. you like the presence of humans around but yes. you want to work solo. Yeah yeah yeah. Interesting okay. Yeah. I don't like to bring ho- uh, home work. Okay. So you come closer to home and you just spend time in a cafe. <laughs> okay. I really do. <laughs> you do. Okay. Have you ever left a one star rating on something? What did you review and why did you rate it? It would have to be like somewhere where I stayed. Hmm. So you have done this? You Yeah if I didn't like this yeah, because i traveled so much right i've stayed in all kinds of places so yeah i've left reviews if if it was really bad what do you do to unwind after a long day of work watch tv <laughs> watch a movie which i fall asleep very quick, within 5 minutes oh really oh 100% if the movie is interesting also also oh. because i'm tired <laughs> i just the idea it's also the FOMO. I'm not going to shy away and say I don't have FOMO. I have FOMO always all the time. So, my friends are always talking about you know what they watch. So, I don't want to feel that. Yeah, so I just sit and I just like, you know, pretend like I'm watching and I know I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah, at least you can tell your friends I watched. I tried. No, they all know. They all know. Right. I've passed out in like weird places. Do you have any annual family traditions? Yeah, like festivals very close to my heart because i i grew up with all these things my mom doing a lot of these things so every festival i try to go because we celebrate uh, all the festivals at home i think sankranti is one of my favorites deepavali used to be <laughs> why used to be <laughs> no i don't like the idea of bursting crackers anymore so it is not the significance of the festival is amazing still mm. so i still go but sankranti is nice because mom makes amazing food <laughs> if you're banned from the internet for two straight months what are some things you're doing i'm hoping they ban me <laughs> <laughs> not that way let's say you have no internet access for two months what are you going to do how are you going to spend time oh my god i'll be on the beach Mm. I'll be on the beach, working out, surfing, surfing, anything to do with water. I'm a water baby, and yeah, oh, I'll be underwater, <laughs> yeah, over water. <laughs> All right, and this is the last one. And what is something that is wildly popular 
that you can't get into like everybody's doing but you don't see anything in it oh i see it's i feel like ninja warrior <laughs> <laughs> that one i can't do it because i have sweaty palms okay that's something that i really wish i can get into but i don't think i'll be able to do uh, that because of my sweaty palms it's oh, going to be a challenge okay. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> All right this was a absolute delight Shweta I think our conversation was like I got to hear and learn so much uh, more about you uh, apart from what we see on Insta so thank you really to share uh, so much in detail really appreciate that Oh thank you so much this was fun <laughs> I love having conversations And uh, so if people want to check uh, more uh, about you where should they you know go what are your social handles Instagram that's the only social handle I can handle <laughs> there's too much happening otherwise so yeah sweaty shweta on instagram that's it okay and uh, any parting thoughts any final ask or any anything uh yeah try to move i always tell people just try to move how, however and whenever you can try to do things that you like you don't have to follow what everyone else is following and try to get enough sleep about all just try to be a good human put try to be a good human. Thank you Shweta. This was a blast. You're welcome and thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed the show. All the key points discussed will be available in the show notes section at www.rareearth.com. That is r a r e e r t h.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you really enjoyed, please do give me your feedback, review and rate on iTunes or any listening app of your choice. Do subscribe and share. Thank you.